University of Mary, affordable access to Catholic higher education is vitally important. Thanks to generous donors who believe in the value of Catholic education, eligible graduates of Catholic high schools receive free room and board. And students who choose our groundbreaking year-round campus option can earn a bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four, saving money while getting a head start on their careers. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. If you're having a difficult day or need some support, log on to your CatholicRadioStation.com and click on Prayer Requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the homepage to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit your CatholicRadioStation.com and click on Prayer Requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor, and each week we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to this Real Presence Live show. We are so grateful that you joined us this morning. I'm one of your hosts, Brad Gray, joined by my co-host, Janine Bitson. Yeah, it's been a wonderful morning, Brad. Yes, absolutely. It always flies by. It, it does. I, I'm so excited about our next segment because uh, mission work, ministry, yeah. you know, um, around the world is so important for us and no our doubt. family. Yes. And to many in our listening area. That's right. So we have a bunch of guests in studio now. Yeah, it's well, fantastic. In, on site, I should say. At Hurley's Religious Goods. And, yeah. and I guess we should do a little correction. I, I was saying Bridget McAllister so many times, and it's Bridget McAllister grew up as a McAllister, <laughs> but it's Bridget Bowden. So my apologies, but uh, Bridget uh, being part of the Hurley's family That's right. since day yep. one. Exactly. And, uh, and now her, her wonderful family. So who have we got in studio here, Janine? Well, we have uh, some wonderful, friendly faces that I know well. We have Bob Noel and Dan Leck, and then Bob and Kim's beautiful daughter, Lizzie. I haven't seen her for nine years, but <laughs> she's all grown up. <laughs> and Anadia. Anadia Cruz is here, and we're going to be talking about a mission trip that they took. Yes, well, welcome to all of you. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us in. Well, thanks for being on the air this morning. Let's let's begin with talking about the Padre Aplas mission uh, trip that you went on. Bob, what, what is this mission trip? Well, it's actually a, a program. Um, it's a program that uh, we started in the, di- in the Diocese of Crookston this past year. Um, and it's um, there's three phases to it. The first phase is a uh, it's an immersion experience in Catholic social teaching. Um, so it's getting our, our young people really familiar with the, the um, 
social te- teachings of the the rich tradition of social teachings in the Catholic Church, um, and we have a formation ex- excuse me a formation experience in Guatemala. Mm. Uh, so we take the students down um, for nine days um, to Guatemala, and then what we'll be starting now is their project phase. And so um, each student that participated in this now is going to begin projects um, that somehow introduce an aspect of Catholic social teaching to their parishes or to their communities. Cool. Yeah. So what does Padre Aplas mean? So Padre Aplas is Blessed Stanley Rother. He is a priest from uh, the Diocese of Oklahoma okay. City. And he, um, he was a priest in the uh, 70s and 80s who was martyred for the faith mm-hmm. um, because he refused to not leave. Um, mm. he's, uh, he was um, beatified last year. And uh, when he becomes a saint, he'll be the first American-born priest to become a saint. Awesome. And I consider him a hero and uh, someone I think we can all relate to. I think the first time I saw a video about him, he was wearing, they showed his high school years, and he was wearing an FFA jacket. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was in the FFA. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, <laughs> so I, yeah, you know, cool. it just all of a sudden became really tangible you know uh, and real. he was a fairly young gentleman too wasn't yep. he when he passed I yeah mean, when he was uh, so he was died in 1981 i want to say he was in his mid-30s at the yeah, time yeah yeah very young yep yeah so dan you were one of the adults on the on the trip what was that experience like for you um very powerful it was uh, from a cultural perspective it was very interesting to go down into learn more about the culture in guatemala to mm-hmm. see the the beautiful landscape um, the volcanoes, the lakes, it was, um, that in and of itself was very inspiring. <laughs> but I think that what was, from a spiritual experience, um, just experiencing firsthand the dramatic need for social justice around the world mm-hmm. in areas that, you know, we may not really think of here in the Fargo-Moorhead area or in the Northern Plains, and, you know, we're isolated from those things, so they're not readily apparent. But it really opened my eyes to seeing the need um, of those around us, even in a larger global community. Hmm. That's awesome. So, Lizzie and Nadia, you, you two are both students, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, what was this? What was this experience like for you, Lizzie? You first. Um, for me, there's a couple things that really stood out to me, but especially seeing the directors of um, Luz de Maria and project genesis just seeing how like selfless they were um basically giving up their lives to um for what god wanted them to do was Hmm. really amazing and another thing that stood out to me was that when i was at the orphanage luz de maria um just like the babies in there it just like changed or not changed but um like really showed me how precious life was Hmm. and how like we need to care for all um ages and circumstances awesome Awesome. That's beautiful. And how about you? Um, for me, it was very eye-opening because all the kids and seeing them and how like much they need for like caring and stuff like that, and food and water and just like the adults at the orphanage or like the after-school program, and how big of an impact they have in the children's life. Mm. That was very eye-opening. That's that's just beautiful. How and big of a range of ch- of kids were in, involved in the or- orphanage? You know. Was it like infant all the way up to like high school type of age, or was it younger children? It was younger children, like infants up to like middle school, I want to okay. say. Okay. And isn't that the truth, though, when it comes to these mission trips? You know, you're going there and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to give so much to them. Mm. And yet 
you come back and they've given so much to you. I mean, it's just such a beautiful experience both ways. Uh, can you tell us about that, uh, Nadia? Um, yeah, so when we were at the orphanage, um, there was this one child that really stuck out to me because um, he was three months old hmm. and um, he was born early. So like that to me really stuck out because um, he had nobody but the lady in charge of the orphanage and the other women in, like helping them. And that brought back over here that I can help my community yeah. and the ones in need over here as well. Wow. That's beautiful. That Hard so beautiful. to not experience something like that and come back unchanged, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, how about you, Lizzie? What was it? I know that you gave so much of your heart, mind, and soul to the people there. What did you? What did they give to you? Um, kind of like the same experience as Anadia had. There was a little baby um, at the orphanage that was three months old, and I don't know if he was born early or just malnourished, but he was very small, and mm. he, um, like, Every single time I went there, I just held him for like five, six hours straight wow. because, he, awesome. yeah, he had my heart. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's beautiful. That's awesome. So, Bob, can you speak about the beauty of seeing how these young ladies with us have been moved in a powerful way through this experience? Yeah, you know, I think one of the best parts about the experience was Father Nate Brun came with us from oh, sure. St. Joe's in Moorhead. And uh, so every night we would have Mass, and he was able to tie what we were experiencing out in the community, in the schools, in the orphanage, uh, he was able to tie that to um, the Eucharist and just did it so beautifully. And I think, um, I just, I, I think Dan would agree with this too. We just, we were blessed by by seeing that just really uh, flower and flourish in the in the kids. And uh, these two specifically, um, I've talked about and how um, Anadi and Lizzie. I would say you guys are more on the on the shyer side, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really, I just saw just the leadership just like pouring and oozing out of them by hmm. the end of the experience. So and Yep. And, and with so many of the kids. I mean, they, it was a group, um, it was a pretty special group. I've been taking young people to Guatemala for years, but hmm. this group um, really got it. <laughs> um, and, I, and I think I, I attribute a lot of that just to how it was brought to the Eucharist, you know, it was, they were living the beauty of the source and the summit of the Eucharist every single day. And, um, and I think it changed a lot of hearts. Mm -hmm. So, so you said this mission, uh, this mission trip was a a bit different. You've been doing this for years, but the, the, this, the uh, Padre Plas is a different expression of that. This is the first time I've been able to, I've, I've just been working for the diocese for Mm -hmm. a little over a year. Okay. And so this was, I've been able to do one of these trips in a Catholic context. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so um, we, one of the places we found is we stay at a convent that was built in the 1600s. Um, it was built by St. Hermano Pedro as a hospital. Mm. And so just the fact we were staying in rooms where a saint, mm-hmm. you know, lived and died and spent his time and... Um, yeah. Yeah. It it is uh, that Catholic connection to those mission trips, that solidarity of our universal church, that uh, the students are able to see. You know, they're brothers and sisters in Christ in a different country. Uh, my daughter does a lot of focus missionary trips. Uh, she was focus missionary, and now next year she's leading a three week one to Uganda, and so she's been Costa Rica, Ecuador. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago, Mexico City, and the next year it'll be Uganda. And she absolutely 
comes back just glowing from the experience and all the love and beauty of the people mm. you know who are brothers and sisters around the world their needs are different than ours we have so much abundance and it's such a, a growing experience for you know, her students who go, her, they're college students. I imagine you guys are pretty daggone close, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And so now you have a lot to look forward to down the road. You can lead trips. You know, what a wonderful thing that would be for you to be a, a missionary. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dan, what was this like for you, uh, seeing the, the young young people, young ladies here so engaged? Um, I would say, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the young people today as being the future of our church. And Bob made a great point early on in our in, in, in the whole leadership training that we had. It's not our future church, it is our young church. This mm-hmm. is our church today. Yeah. And I, I just thought that that was so reassuring, mm-hmm. seeing the example that these young people that were on our trip. And I would agree with Bob. I've also, you know, been on several mission trips and not nearly as many as Bob has, but uh, certainly on many mission trips. And this was really a special group of of young people that um, really were inspiring with uh, with their leadership and their care and and just the expressions um, of love that they had for these little um, little students down there. Hmm. So so with this new program that you have in the Diocese of Crookston, for those listening, how can their student get involved in this program? Okay, yeah. Um, so towards the end of October, I uh, haven't set the date yet, but we'll be rolling out the 2020 program. Okay. I do know the dates of the program, of the visit part, are August 1 through 9, uh, 2020. Um, and it's for sophomores, juniors, and seniors. And uh, um, there will be a, an app, there's an application process to it. Um, and um, there's also like a commitment to, like they had to commit to formation retreats. So we did retreats here uh, throughout the year and then we have that experience and they're also committing to a project and the the nuns that um or the sisters at uh mount saint benedict have been really generous and have given us a a wonderful grant um to help reduce the cost of this program and so um i just want to say thank you to them on the air today absolutely yeah and um and and so yeah that that'll be you know the the plan is that we would do this each august Cool. Um, and just run it as a, you know, and then hopefully these guys will do a lot of the rolling out to the to the new attendees or the, the yeah. new participants. Well, and, and sharing your experiences is all it would take to help that student thinking about it, take that leap and that commitment. Um, again, you, you give so much, and that's a beautiful thing, but what you get back is tenfold. And and Jesus talks about that, you yep, know, with absolutely. our charity, with our giving. Yeah. Yeah, we only have a minute or two left, but I'm just curious, ladies, uh, what what projects will you be doing that in, in you know as a follow up to this trip? Um, I haven't like made anything official yet, okay. but I was hoping to like set up um like a thing for my church and um try to get some of the people from my church that went to Guatemala with me and um just explain um, to the church um, what like Guatemala was mm. about in our experiences and then hopefully um, like pass around a collection basket so we can because they're in need of they're always in need of money sure. and donations so like hopefully after we explain our experiences and um, be a good way of supporting yeah, that 
Excellent. Yeah, because the orphanage is in the process right now of trying to find a new home. Their mm-hmm. landlord has given them till the end of October. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Have you got yours figured out yet, Anadia, or yet? No, I haven't made anything official yet, okay. but I do plan on um, meeting with the, the sister and the priest at mm-hmm. my church and oh. doing some organizations and gathering some um, essential stuff and bringing it down to Cool. Uh, very good. That's well, fantastic. we want to thank you all for being with us this morning, for sharing your experience. Uh, it, it sounds like a, a wonderfully powerful experience. And we also want to uh, offer our, our congratulations. There was a little bird that told us that someone has a birthday here this morning. <laughs> so, Bob, I understand it's your birthday this morning. Yeah. So, happy yeah. birthday to you. Thanks. Thanks for joining yeah. us here on your birthday. Thanks. Yeah. yeah thanks for having me. Well, happy birthday, and thanks for doing all the good work you are for the Lord. And thank you, Dan. Yep. Thank you for being part of that mission as well. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. We're going to have to step away. Uh, when we come back on the other side of this break, we're going to have our 10-minute tour of events, so stay with us. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Evangelization is all about relationships. It's all about developing a relationship. Basically, it starts with being a friend because in order to evangelize, you have to have a relationship. In other words, you need to earn the right to be heard. You can't get in someone's face and say, what, you don't believe in the Immaculate Conception? That's not going to go very far with non-Catholics. But the way to to get your point across, get your message across, the message of the Gospel, is to first become a friend. The Holy Hour, for example, you've got our Lord uh, exposed in the Blessed Sacrament. And then you've got a community of guys. And then so, obviously, sitting before the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, feeling His presence, experiencing His love, and then being able to hang out with guys afterwards over a great meal and beer. What can develop from that is the new friendships that develop, the networking, and all of the interaction that hopefully advances the mission of the church down the road. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. 
bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And we're back with more Real Presence Live, liver than we've ever been. <laughs> yeah, it's been a fantastic morning. I, I just always love it when we have youth on the yeah. show. Yeah. I, I, I just love hearing what younger people in the church. Ooh. Oh, and here we go. Sounds like we're getting ready to go on a trip here. Yeah, there you go. We are starting our 10-minute tour, and I believe we have Rebecca Lear uh, from Rugby, North Dakota, on the phone to tell us about the St. Therese Parish Mission. Are you there, Rebecca? Yes, good morning. How good are you this morning. morning? So what's uh, tell us a little bit about the parish mission coming up. Yeah, well, Little Flower will be having our annual parish mission on October 9th and the 10th. And we'd like to invite all listeners to Real Presence Radio to make plans to attend the mission um, at 7 to 8.15. We'll be having guest speaker Ken Yasinski from catholicspeaker.com. Uh, okay, Ken will be excellent. with us sharing a message of living the Catholic life with immaculate love. And on Wednesday, he'll be having the topic, Turn Your Mess into a Message. And on Thursday, the topic will be God's Plan for the Family. Excellent. What, what, uh, what will the evenings look like? Um, well, on Wednesday, we, we have um, Ken speaking from 7 to 8 o'clock. And on Thursday, we'll actually have um, a Eucharistic procession at 5.15 following the Mass. Um, there will also be confessions twice that day, 11 a.m. in the morning and then again at 4 p.m. up until Mass time. Um, child care will be provided both evenings. That's fantastic. I also see that uh, you have reconciliation that will be offered twice during the day on Thursday and uh, a procession in honor of the Feast of the Holy Rosary. Yep. That's fantastic. Yep. And this is uh, St. Therese Parish Mission, and it's in Rugby, North Dakota. And, Rebecca, there's nothing anyone would need to do to, uh, to sign up for this, or can they just show up, or do, how can they get more information if, they, if someone wants more information about the mission? Yes, um, you're, there's no cost. Just show up. There's no pre-registration. And if you would like more information, you can call us here at Little Flower, um, and that would be at 701-776-6388. Awesome. Well, thank well, you so, so much, much Rebecca. Rebecca. Uh, next, we're going to be heading to the International Pilgrim, uh, or I'm sorry, Pilgrim Virgin Statue of Fatima, and we have Barb on the phone. Welcome, Barb. Can you tell us about Good your morning. event? Yes, uh, we are hosting in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis, the International Pilgrim Virgin Statue of Fatima, during the month of October. This statue is a very precious, uh, world-famous image that has traveled worldwide since 1947. It was blessed by the Bishop of Fatima and sent to go out to the world after the devastation of World War II to help spread the message of Fatima. And that is primarily how Fatima got spread around the world. This very same statue is coming to our Archdiocese October 1st through the 22nd. She will be visiting 22 different parishes and schools, and everybody's invited to make a pilgrimage with Our Lady during this time and to attend as many of these parishes as you can get to. Each parish will have its own program for the day, most, most of them starting with Mass at 8 a.m., and they will have lots of time for private prayer and veneration, uh, special speakers in the evening, processions, several events that are coming up St. Wenceslas in New Prague will host an all-night vigil of reparation. 
before the Blessed Sacrament with the statue on October 4th until the early morning hours of the 5th. And on October 13th, which of course is the great day of the, the Fatima, uh, the day of the fun dance, uh, we'll have the Rosa Coast to Coast at St. Charles Borromeo. And I'd like to invite everybody to please visit bluearmy.com slash tour. bluearmy.com slash Minneapolis St. Paul tour for MSP tour. Excellent. Well, perfect. Thanks so much, Barb, for being on with us this morning. Tell us about the great event coming up. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. All right. All right. I believe we have uh, Mary on the phone now to speak about the St. Francis to Sales Fall Festival. Is that right? Are you there, Mary? I am here. Awesome. Well, first of all, i got to ask you, how long have you been back in the church at St. Francis? Uh, We had an... We had a Mass on Friday, May 31st, uh, the first Mass after the roof collapsed in the parish hall in March, and then officially we got the word last uh, Tuesday, I believe, that the parish hall and everything is good to go. So Great. Well, all, tell us all yeah. about the festival so we don't miss our time. Now, now everybody knows that the church is raring to go for yep. your wonderful festival. Fill us in. For sure. Um, so yes, we're having a roast beef dinner this Sunday. October 6th from 11 to 4 with a fall festival. Um, adults are $12, 6 to 12 youth are $5, and 5 and under are free. Um, this will be our first big event, like you said, after all the church repairs were finished, and we hope people can come and join us for the celebration and thanksgiving to the Lord for restoring our church and bringing everybody back together and keeping everybody safe. Yes. yes, a lot to be grateful for. I now, see, Mary, t- that there's a chocolate fantasy table here. You got to tell us about this. <laughs> yeah, so um, cho- uh, nobody has a chocolate that they don't like, right? And it's all exactly. kinds of things dipped, dipped in chocolate. So you name it, it's dipped in chocolate. <laughs> that, is, that is a fantastic idea. Yeah, Brad's over here salivating. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> wonderful. So what else is going to be there? Yeah, so there's also a Hope Chest raffle, and we have a parishioner that that makes the makes the hope chest and we have bingo a bakery 50 50 raffle silent auction a huge assortment of jewelry we also have a country store and crafts and then games and the cakewalk so there's lots of games for the kids too sounds great well thanks so much for being on with us this morning mary yeah thank Thank you you so much for having us god bless you You god bless you bye-bye Next, we uh, are heading down to uh, Rapid City and the Bismarck Diocese. Uh, They have a Rachel's Vineyard Retreat coming up. Carol, can you tell us more about the the Rachel's Vineyard Retreat? Yes, I can. The two Bismarck Bismarck and Rapid City Dioceses are coming together on October 11th through the 13th to the northwestern part of South Dakota. This retreat is designed to heal the wounds of abortion. Men and women both suffer from guilt, shame, grief, and sorrow. And whether they're the parent of the lost child, a grandparent, a sibling, or even doctors and nurses that participated in the procedure are welcome on this healing weekend. The wounds that abortion creates are deep and can be devastating, affecting the lives of those years after the event. Because when someone realizes the truth of what has taken place and they accept their own part of that choice, the guilt can be crippling. Rachel's Vineyard Retreats are designed to teach our hearts how to forgive themselves, how to forgive others, and how to open to the, be open to the, and accept the mercy, love, and healing of our Lord. 
This weekend offers a safe and confidential place to explore, explore these buried feelings and grieve the loss of the healed and to heal the wound of the abortion. To learn more about the retreat, you can visit our national website at rachelsvineyard.org or you can give me a call, Carol Kling, at 605-374-5639 or email me at c-k-l-i-n-g at s-d-p-l-a-i-n-s dot com. Our national website has all the retreat dates and places along with local comp- contact information and it's all listed on the webpage, rachelsvineyard.org. You can look me up there. And again, my number is 605-374-5639. Thank you so much, Carol, for sharing that. uh, Such an important retreat. Yes. Oh, man. We uh, have made it uh, to four different places in the last 10 minutes, and we feature this every Real Presence Live. If you'd like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122, and we'd be very happy to feature it. That's right. And coming up next... Is it possible that anyone can be a saint? Absolutely. This is one question that we will seek to answer with Renee Krantz. And later, you may or may not have heard of the Sarah Club. What is it all about? We will discover more with Stephen Sturm. I'm Brad Gray. And I'm Janine Bitson. And we're coming to you live from Hurley's Religious Goods in Fargo, North Dakota. You won't want to miss this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor, and each week we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. At the University of Mary, affordable access to Catholic higher education is vitally important. Thanks to generous donors who believe in the value of Catholic education, eligible graduates of Catholic high schools receive free room and board. And students who choose our groundbreaking year-round campus option can earn a bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four, saving money while getting a head start on their careers. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. My name is Carol Oren, and I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. My daughter, Tara, is attending Mount Marty College. The thing that I really love is that whether you're in sports or not, it's like a family. Everyone cares for every sport, for every athlete, for every student. They also do fun activities. The community as a whole in Yankton, as far as giving discounts to the students, really making them feel welcome and makes them feel a part of their community. Lead. Serve. Impact at Mount Marty College. 
You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back uh, to Real Presence Live. Brad Grange, Janine Bitsons, your Bitsons. Bitson. You're <laughs> just one today, right? You're just one? Okay. <laughs> I'm just one. But. Okay. Uh, your hosts today. However, there are two of us hosts. Um, and I just wanted to circle back to our first segment and mention that the winners of the necklace uh, for this, the giveaway this morning was Marcy Whitman of Minot, and the statue was won by Sue Woolman of Sioux Falls. So those were both claimed during that first segment. We just uh, neglected to mention that. Yeah, and I just think it's so fantastic when we have these giveaways or mm-hmm. we have call-ins. Uh, it's just so wonderful to hear the the size of mm-hmm. our listening area. Yes, you know, it's just yeah. wonderful. And uh, we are moving along now to to look at the question of sainthood. We've, we're surrounded by statues of saints yes. right now. Yes, And we now are. we have Renee Krantz on the phone uh, with us this morning. Good morning to you, Renee. Good morning. Awesome. Thanks for being with us this morning. Sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Can, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Renee? Um, sure. Um, I actually grew up in uh, the Watertown, Castlewood area, northeast corner of South Dakota. Um, I went to school in, at SDSU for journalism and uh, started working for a newspaper out of college and uh, figured out that wasn't really for me. So um, I spent a lot of years moving around, working all kinds of different jobs. Um, and about five years ago, I kind of started to get back into writing and and uh, started a freelance writing business. So um, earlier this year, uh, my husband pointed out a, an ad in our bulletin, our church bulletin, um, that there was an opening uh, for the managing editor at the Bishop's Bulletin here in Sioux Falls. So um, I thought, well, I can't hurt, it can't hurt to apply. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did, and uh, they were um, kind enough to give me a shot. So I've been here since the end of May. That's and fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That- that, that is uh, such a great way to use those gifts, uh, uh, your journalism and writing gifts that yeah. you have. Uh, it reminds me of uh, like Teresa Tamio and how she was a journalist and how mm-hmm. she's just uh, bringing so many people to, to Christ uh, in her work um, on the, the other side of the mainstream yes. <laughs> right, right, area. Right. So thank yeah. you for so much for answering that call. Uh, you also recently, you started a new blog called Can We Be Saints? Uh, yeah. What was the inspiration behind this, Renee? Well, you know, when I came here, I had all kinds of ideas running through my head. And one of the things that uh, in my life, I've always loved the saints, always been interested in them, but they've always felt very out of reach. Um, and, like, they have something that I could never have. I could never do that. Uh, and, you know, you would. You, I always search saints online, and you always see the same biography over and over again on every website. And I thought, you know, maybe we should try to do something different, tell a different story about the saints, um, try to make them more relatable to us and uh, see if we can relate our struggles to surely they had the same types of struggles. So that was kind of the idea behind it. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a great point, because a lot of times there can be this tendency to think that their parents had a much harder time, you know, their mothers had a harder time giving birth to them, getting the halo out as they emerged <laughs> from the, the canal. So um, how does that, let's, let's pose that question to you. Can anyone be a saint, or is this just for the unique, the few, the, the, you know, the special 
people out there? Well, I think anyone can be a saint, and I, I really hope anyone can be a saint for all of our sakes. But mm-hmm. I think our best example is St. Augustine. Um, yes, yes. He was very far away from the Church for, for much of his life, and uh, thank goodness his mother prayed for him, and, and he came back, came to the Church, and became a saint. And uh, we can, too. We just have to make maybe different decisions, maybe um, better decisions. We have to trust in God's plan for us mm-hmm. and, you know, use the sacrament. And we know that we have to know that we can pursue holiness. It's not something we can do overnight. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. we have to get, we have to keep it in front of us all the time and, and keep praying for the grace and the perseverance to keep trying. Right, right. One of my favorite saints had a quote uh, that um, by her own divine adoption, um, you know, that we're all called to be saints and that it's not for the few, it's for the many. Right. And, and it's just an important thing for us to remember that, you know, this pilgrimage on earth for all of us is to become saints. And that's that's the goal. Uh, We can't think of anything less, but it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And that's what's so cool, how you're going to be bringing in the the lives of the saints in a more relatable uh, way to our lives with their own individual struggles Mm -hmm. and what they went through and how they overcame that, of course, by the grace of God, but uh, definitely with their prayer life and and, uh, their humility, you know, all those kinds of things. So how will you work to, to make the saints more relatable? Uh, through your blog? Well, my plan is to um, pick two saints each month. And so what I've been doing is I I research those saints, look at those bios that are online, and I pick out um, the bits and pieces from their lives that look like they probably had a struggle. Sometimes it's obvious. They talk about it in in the bio. Sometimes it's a lot less obvious because we don't know a lot about that particular saint. Um, But I try to take those those ideas. For instance, uh, the first one was on St. Rose, Philippine Duchesne. Hmm. Um, we talked about she faced a lot of roadblocks in trying to get to her, what she really wanted to do in her, uh, her religious life. Um, so she overcame those, and we can do that, too. So, you know, I have to do a little theorizing sometimes, but they, they certainly have these struggles. It's just sometimes hard to see it, so we have to pull those out and, and show that they weren't perfect either. They were sinners just like we are, and they just kept on trying. Mm-hmm. And that, that is so important to remember. I mean, Christ in his humanity was sinless, uh, and then his mother Mary. And those are really the only uh, four feet <laughs> that have walked this mm-hmm. earth uh, yeah. without sin. And so, again, to remember that uh, we're all sinners, but we're all called to be saints. And what a, what a wonderful thing you're doing. Uh, you know, how, how, uh, where can listeners read this blog? Um, they can find it at sfcatholic.org slash saints. And uh, you can actually sign up to get an email each time a blog is, a new one is posted. So I won't be doing more than two a month, so you won't get a ton of emails. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, so you can follow that. Oh, that's that's so wonderful, Renee. Uh, it is really important that we, we know more about the saints. Uh, we're here sitting in Hurley's Religious Goods in Fargo, and we have statues of saints all around, you know, us, uh, 
you know, reminders of holy lives. Uh, and then yeah. there's books. Uh, there's so much literature you can read. Uh, even in the Daily Magnificat, a lot of times they'll focus on mm-hmm. the saint, you know, uh, the feast of the saint that day. And now what you're doing with the blog, the more we can bring the lives of the saints alive in our lives is such an important yeah, mission. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I think you can find a friend in the saints and someone to kind of prop you up when you need them. Yeah. Absolutely. So what would you say, Renee, uh, as we come to the kind of the last minute here, what would you say is the main takeaway that you'd like uh, your your uh, followers, the people that read the blog, uh, to, to bring away from the, the blog? Yeah, I think if you think you know the saints, maybe come and check out the blog and see if you can find some new things. If you don't know the saints, um, come and get to know them and find out how they're, they're really just like us. Yes. They just maybe did things a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. I think today's actually a good a good feast for that. I, saint Jerome was you know, obviously a saint, father of the church. Uh there was there's word that he had a bad temper and that sometimes he was found to be irritable. So that can be encouraging to those <laughs> yeah. of us who are, don't always respond absolutely. well in the in the situation, right? I will use that one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, yeah, it, it it is. We have so much to learn, and that's why God gives us uh, saints. Uh, that's why, you know, when we have... Uh, men and women who are beatified or canonized, uh, that's what God wants in the church is these examples of holy men and women, these lives that they lived Mm -hmm. uh, so that we can um, ask for their intercession and use their life as an example of how we need to respond to things. Well, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you for the great work you're doing. I think it's really important. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, coming up, we have Stephen Sturm, who will give his personal testimony on how the Sarah Club affected his life, and now he's paying it forward. We're coming to you live from Hurley's Religious Goods in Fargo, North Dakota. I'm Brad Gray. And I'm Janine Bitson. So stay tuned to more Real Presence Live coming up. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. You know, when we talk about the Holy Trinity, I think the first two persons of the Trinity, the Father and the Son, are easier to relate to. The tricky one, of course, is the Holy Spirit, because we think of a spirit and we think of something that's invisible. We think of something that is really uncontrollable, that that we just can't quite grasp uh, with our senses. And so, of course, we, we struggle to really figure out what the Holy Spirit is all about and who the Holy Spirit is. But nonetheless, we know from what Jesus has revealed in divine scripture, from what he said, we know that the Holy Spirit above all clothes us with power from on high in other words gives us an abundance of graces so that we can live the Christian life we know that the Holy Spirit teaches us and reminds us of all that Jesus himself said and taught and so as we strive to grow in our relationship with the Lord Jesus and with the Father and with the Holy Spirit uh, it's super helpful for us to actually invite the Holy Spirit into our times of prayer into our times of study and into our day-to-day lives so that we can have the strength to grow as Christians 
Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back for the home stretch here on Real Presence Live. We are so grateful you've joined us this morning, Brad Gray and Janine Bitson. Janine Bitson. Yeah, it's been really wonderful to be back on air with you again, yeah, it Brad. Is fun. It is fun, yeah. definitely. Uh, we're moving along now with this final segment. Uh, we have Stephen Sturm on the line with us this morning. Good morning to you, Stephen. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking the time to be with us this morning. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, sure. Uh, I'd love to tell you. I am originally from St. James, Minnesota, and uh, grew up there on a dairy on a uh, grain farm. Had ten brothers and sisters. We had a large family. Went to Catholic school from first grade to eighth grade. And then I would, a little sideline, is uh, in eighth grade, Sister Carmel invited me to be a sacristan. So I was, I'll share a little bit about that later, how that ties in. And then went on to uh, public school, graduated from high school, worked for a couple of years, got drafted, went, came back, took the GI Bill, went through technical college. And then I did an internship at Stewartville, Minnesota, and there I went, met my lovely wife, Glennis. And awesome. uh, so we've been here for 47 years, and uh, now I'm retired. So that's a little bit about me. Wow, well, that's wonderful. So you're the presence, president, Stephen, of the Sarah Club. Uh, for those who don't know, what is the Sarah Club? Oh, thank you for being able to share that. The uh, yeah. Sarah Club was formed in 1935. It happened when a small group of lay people in Seattle decided to form an organization to promote and foster vocation to the priesthood and consecrated religious life. As a result, they chose Father Unifera Serra, the great missionary, as their patron, and named the organization Serra Club of Seattle. Serans are lay Catholics found around the world. They are men and women of all ages and from all works of life. Members range from lawyers, doctors, business people, to nurses, clerks, stay-at-home mothers and workers, and fathers stay-at-home, and retirees, and they're all dedicated to remote and foster vocations. At the time of Sarah's formation in 1935, there were two great needs for the Church. The first was to support dedicated priests and religious. The second was to bring together informed Catholic lay leaders who understood and lived their own Christian vocation to service. And these chains have not changed over the years. Also, the objectives of Sarah are to foster and promote vocations to the ministerial priesthood in the Catholic Church as a particular vocation to service and to support priests and their sacred ministry 
They're all, they also are to encourage and affirm vocations to the consecrated religious life in the Catholic Church. But above all, they are finally to assist members to recognize and to respond to their own lives to God's call to holiness in Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit. In summary, Farons are dedicated Catholics who pray for the increase and perseverance of vocations to this priesthood and religious life. Whatever is the need to support bishops, priests, and religious, members of Sarah are ready to move ahead and follow the words of St. Juniper of Sarah. His motto was, always forward, never back. Yeah, I had the privilege of being in California uh, in early July, and it was uh, around his feast day. Oh, yeah. And then to see some of the mission churches that he had uh, founded, it was really, really, really beautiful. So, yeah, always forward, never back. And so can you speak to the power of a simple invitation and what it means to you personally um, (laughs) looking back? (laughs) All right, yes, thank you very much, yeah. Of course, I do have to say, I just came back from the dentist, so I hope I don't sound like I'm <laughs> into the church line. Anyway. No, we just <laughs> want to know how, how people can get involved, uh, those listening, you know. Sure. How, yeah, how did it all start for how, you, Stephen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, well, as I was thinking about that, it, and, and all, a lot of times with invitations, I was thinking of the example a lot of times, you know, uh, when we say, that, you know, it's right on the tip of my tongue, it's right on the tip of my tongue, and then somebody says, oh, did you mean this? Or, you know, or did you want to do that? You know, so I sometimes think that it's written on our hearts and we don't know it's there. It's just kind of hiding there. And somebody just comes along, you know, with that, you know, it's right on the tip of your heart. And somebody comes along and invites you. Well, I see that as what happens to me also. That, And so I, I mentioned earlier, you know, that I was asked to be the sacristan to support. And that was a way of supporting the priesthood uh, at a very young age. And so then uh, I think about that, that same thing, you know, that kind of hung there, and I, I really enjoy that. So when somebody asks me about supporting the priesthood, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yes, I do. But I never, you know, just never thought of who or what or how. But it, it really sometimes takes just that invitation and that encouragement uh, to be a part of an organization. And, uh, again, I just I really believe that there sometimes you just have to have somebody to... Uh, know let you know that it's there mm-hmm. so what did that that invitation look like for you you said the the sacristy helping out with the sacristy was there someone that invited you to to be a part of sarah then or it sounds like the, the lord was kind of priming the pump he was paving you know tilling the soil so to speak but yeah what kind of initiated sure. the process well it, it was way back when i was in eighth grade that sister carmel invited me to the okay. sacristy okay and so that's why it kind of hung there and um and like i say i enjoyed that so then later on you I've only been in Sarah for three years, mm. and uh, but it it just took that long for somebody to say, you know, thought about being a, a parent, and uh, so it was it kind of was way there as a seed, and just had to have somebody come along and notice mm. that that seed there. Uh, mm-hmm. That's. Yep. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, we just want to thank people for tuning in to Real Presence Live this morning. Uh, my name is Janine Bitson, and I'm joined by Brad Gray. And uh, we are visiting with Stephen Sturm. Um, he is talking to us about the Sarah Club and how important it is. Uh, you know, he's the president of his uh, Sarah Club, but also uh, how important it is for us to, to look into joining that uh, to help support vocations and um you know, holy, holy lay lives. 
That's right. So, Stephen, you've uh, mentioned that your faith life has grown through praying for vocations. Can you tell us about that? Sure, thank you. As, as I mentioned earlier, a big part of our life is praying for vocations, and so we all are invited to pray for vocations, but especially Sarah's is with the uh, priesthood and the religious life. So in, my, in this case, it's kind of, it, it draws you to being att- paying attention to praying, and we do, uh, as you know, so in other words, I've been invited, or in the Sarah Club, we've been invited to Lewis High School in Rochester that we have one day a month that we do adoration and take turns doing that for an hour. Uh, we also have at Resurrection Parish, we have one uh, hour a month, or uh, one hour a week that we do, um, um, uh, one hour a week after adoration there. But also in my own church in St. Bernard's in Stewartville, there I've opted to go to sign up also for adoration. So I think it draws us closer to, um, uh, to adoration, it draws us closer mm. to prayer to dedicate that time to, um, in fact, I spend a whole hour many times just pray, either praying for priests or vocations, which in the past I probably would have done it just in a passing fashion. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. You're very intentional about uh, those prayers. Uh, yeah, very nice. So for those yeah. listening, you know, right now, um, what would you say to them about getting involved uh, with helping support vocations in their local diocese? I would surely encourage, I just noticed that the, um, you know, as I reflected back, I was thinking back in my life, uh, and when I grew up, uh, a lot of parishes had a parochial uh, vicar, or we used to call him the assistant priest at that time anyway, and so then all of a sudden we got down to, you know, just the priest, and now we're getting, you know, we're getting towards that so we've got priests that have three, and in one, and in one case, five parishes. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, just shows a definite need to pray. So I just invite all, anybody, whether the lay people or whether they join Sarah, to really pray for pray for our priests, but also pray for the vocation to fill those. But because, as a Catholic faith, you know, we're just, we want to ensure the future of our church and to, and to continue to support so that we have the priesthood and, and to, uh, to celebrate and consecrate the uh, a Eucharist for us uh, 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 when it, from funerals and marriages and, and yeah. uh, uh, daily Mass and Sunday Mass. And it is so important. I I know that there's a lot of uh, pain and heartache when parishes are are, uh, put in clusters or Mm -hmm. if there's closing of parishes. And we as lay people need to understand that we have an important role in feeding (laughs) the priests into the church, you know, through our prayer and and how we encourage our children to be either priests or religious religious brothers or sisters. Uh, It's just so important um, that we as lay people pray for priests. Yeah, right. There's certainly no lack of call. I mean, the Lord God is is always providing and supplying, uh, but it's a matter that it seems like we're in a time where where people are less receptive, like we don't have the quiet. And so the the, the reality of praying for our vocations is is so important because it actually um, it provides a grace mm-hmm. to break through a lot of the noise that that oftentimes obscures that call. Uh, would you Would you agree with that, Stephen? I sure would. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If we can break out, or, yeah. Just so, by adoration, I think about that. You know, you think that's the silence there that you can be so yes. that God can break too. And so I encourage others to certainly look at that opportunity. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, we want to thank you for the great work that you're, you're doing with the Sarah Club um, for being on with us this morning and, and for, you know, once again, calling into the, the spotlight, the need for us to all be engaged in this work of praying for priestly vocations. Yeah, and, and I would just like to also uh, just give out the website for sarahus.org. Uh, it's just S-E-R-R-A-U-S.org. And for our listeners, uh, you can look that up. Uh, they have um, ways that you can communicate um, with the residents and areas of our listening area to find out more information. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on with us this morning, Steve. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Well, God have bless a wonderful you. day. Yes. All right. Um, well, we have come pretty much to the close here. We have uh, Aaron on the other side of the line here to tell us what's coming up next time around. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Brad and Janine. We have Dr. Chris Bergwald and Emily Leadham coming to you live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You've heard about the you've heard about Joshua in the Old Testament and how he fought to bring the wall of Jericho down. Well, there's a group that's growing in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and you'll we'll hear more about this great ministry with Paul Heiberger and Mark Heierholzer. We'll also be sitting down with Dr. Chris Bergwald as he will be taking your calls and questions on the Catholic faith from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Central during Straight Talk. We'll kick off the beauty of October with Bishop John Lavoie on the month of the Holy Rosary and also the Pro-Life Month. We look forward to that conversation. We've got the 10-minute tour of local events coming up. We've got Father Jacob Boddicker talking about the beauty of a of a couple that uh, I don't want to give too much away, but there's just a lot. Of, <laughs> there's just so much Ooh, beauty in this. Beauty yeah. of the couple. There you go. Right. That's and suspense. how God brought them together. We've also got the Immaculate Illabagiza. Oh wow, yeah, fantastic. she's gonna be in Valley City. We'll be hearing her story of of faith and just the inspiration that she brings mm-hmm. to so many people. So we've got all that coming up here on tomorrow's show. We're looking forward to it, 9 to 11 Central. Right back to you guys. Sounds like a power-packed one. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's sure great to be with you again, Brad. Fun to be back in the saddle, as I said. Yeah. Yeah. uh, As I said, I love being here at Hurley's. It's been a a real privilege. We want to thank Bridget and Mark and all the McAllisters and the Bowdens. The Bowdens, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's just wonderful. In fact, uh, I am definitely going to do a little shopping when we're done here. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. And we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this morning. Uh, Let's form together as a a people of God, as a warrior's in prayer yeah. that uh, the the kingdom of Jesus Christ may be built up and further established day by day, moment by moment. Yeah. And so let's uh, give all glory to God as we pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit as it was in the beginning, the beginning is, is now, now and, and never shall, shall be world without, without end. end. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. 
And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live.